This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I want to know who's in the house tonight. I want to know who's in the house tonight. I know who's here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host Jesse Jackson and tonight is another Jackson Cage match. That's right, where we take two beloved songs that you have to choose between your children and we debate (laughs) which one's the best and we pick. And joining me yeah. today is John Kelly, one of the administrators Hello. of Bruce Book. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you, Jesse? How are I you? am doing great. I have spent the week back at work, and um, I, I I made this joke. Um, I went to work on Monday as we're recording this, and um, on Tuesday okay. morning, I told my son, I says, is it bad after one day? I'm already thinking about the weekend. He said that makes that has nothing to do with you being sick. That makes you normal. He says, "Could don't forget the lines and out in the street on when the foreman calls time on Monday. I've already got Friday on my mind, right?" So <laughs> he said yeah, that just exactly. makes you normal. So good. Yeah. So yeah. before we get to our two songs, I did want to say um, we're um, you're still making plans for your big weekend coming up, correct? Yeah, I was busy with that uh, all day today, actually. Um, you know, it's amazing that um, it's uh, it's still, it's amazing, Jesse, that it's still, I think, four, or four, four and maybe four and a half weeks away. And I'm sorry, four and a half months away. Gosh. Um, and we are at a point where we're almost sold out. So oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, but we do have, we still have some room, and, and the, you know, we had early bird registration, um, discounted registration for just $35. You can register for the whole weekend, and, um, you know, uh, so that is in effect until Monday, April 5th, I'm sorry, May 15th, and then um, after that, it goes up to $45, so... so um, so okay. just in case someone um, is not aware of what's going on, why don't you explain what we're discussing? 
kind of give a few details, oh, sure. and then we'll talk about how people can register. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like so deep in it that I just assume that everybody sure, knows absolutely. what I'm talking about. So I apologize. Um, no, 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 not it, at all. It's a, it's the it's the 2017 Bruce Book Convention. It's the first time uh, Bruce Bruce Book, um, the site that I run, has ever had a convention, and we're we're going to do it in Asbury Park over Bruce's birthday weekend in September. So it starts on uh, Friday, September 22nd, and it ends on su- Sunday, September 24th. And in between, we have all kinds of activities planned, including uh, the thing uh, I'm probably most excited about is um, a performance on Saturday uh, by Bobby Bandiera and his band. And that's going to be at the Wonder Bar. So if you register, uh, that gives you free admission to the concert. And um, it's going to be a rocking good time. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I am so looking forward to it. I, I yeah. that sounds amazing. I am so excited about it. I, um, Linda and I are talking about trying to make a way so that we can go. Um, I think this is going to be a beautiful thing. Um, you know, anytime you get a group of Springsteen fans together, it's a blast. And whether it's for a day or for a weekend. And so I, I'm just thrilled. And I urge everyone, even if you can't go, um, you know, I I went ahead and bought my ticket just in case I could go or not, just because I want to support this outing and, and th- so that we can have more of these. Great. I'm so glad. Um, if someone wants to get a ticket or wants more information, how do they find it? Um, the best way I think is to, uh, come on to Bruce book. It's on Facebook. Just, it's all one word, Bruce book, um, with a big B at the beginning. Uh, and you'll be able to see, um, links where you can, uh, um, go to the registration page. Um, and the password is LOHAD, all capital letters, L O H A D. And it's really easy to register. It takes about a minute to register, and then you're in. Awesome. That is so great. We actually, if you go back to our earlier feed, John was on a couple weeks ago, and we spent a whole episode talking about it, giving more details and more information. So we're not going to repeat it here because... We know that other people, uh, you know, that uh, we don't want to be redundant, but it is available there if you want to. I am um, so happy. It's going to be a great weekend. And as you you said, Jesse, you know, um, whether it's a a pre-show gathering or any kind of a um, gathering that where Springsteen fans get together is a good time in my book. And, um, uh, and this is going to be, you know, just awesome. I, I have a lot of um, uh, surprises in store, and um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I almost wish I could miss. Uh, I, w- I wish I could skip um, summertime, but we don't want to do that either. No, we <laughs> do not. Thank you for that. Please check it out, guys, and uh, we will have yeah. a, a link in the show notes. So. For those of you who don't know, 
Um, we are in the process of doing a series of episodes called Jackson Cage Matches. And I always want to give credit to my friends at Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet because they <laughs> go through every Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically, one by one, discussing it. And when they got to Jackson Cage Match, uh, both Rob and JB said, how did Jesse Jackson not name his podcast Jackson Cage? And I said, <laughs> wow, that's a really good point. Why didn't I think of that? And then I got to thinking, well, Jackson Cage, what if I do Jackson Cage match? And so yeah. um, the premise is we pick two beloved songs and we debate the songs, the merits, dealer's choice, anything is open, and then visit um, to come to a consensus of which is the better song. And we're not doing a bracket. We're not doing anything. This is just a one-off. So tonight, uh, <laughs> John, tell us what two songs you picked to debate. Well, I thought, you know, the first show was so good. And, that I mean, the first time that, that you did um, – the Jackson Cage match. It was so good, and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and but you debated uh, two songs that aren't really, you know, cla what you would call classic Springsteen songs. So I was trying to think of some classic, uh, you know, the classic Springsteen songs, ones that you know we we always really want to hear, you know, when we're at a show. And I came up with um, Jungle Land and Backstreets. Very good choice. Absolutely. When Bella joined me a few weeks ago, we kind of did a Seeger session and we debated. So yeah. this is – Yeah, thank you. So, yes, Backstreets and Jungle Land, both from uh, Born to Run, both um, – in fact, both in tracks on the disc if back in the day when they were albums – it would have it would be the last song you'd hear before you flip the record over on both sides. So Isn't that amazing. Yes, and uh, right. so, so when you think okay. of, you know when you think about it, this is a great choice. So obviously, Jungle Land is something that he is considered an epic, and yep. there is a lot of personal thoughts to that sh uh, song and people have a great emotions and then but so right. does backstreets and backstreets actually you know you think about it that song gave um a lot of you know the one of the most important bruce springsteen websites and you know and and the sure. forums and everything so very very magazine, yeah. yeah exactly which one do you want to start with Let's start with uh, Jungle Land. I, I want to start with Jungle Land.
uh, I remember seeing an interview with Clarence where he said people come up to him all the time and tell him that that sax solo saved their life. Mm, so wow. it's it's it, it's a significant song in a lot of people's lives, and it, it's definitely one in mine. Um, so, how do you feel about Jungle Land? So I want to ask you a question. Do you think the sax solo makes the song? In other words, would the song be as beloved if it did not have that sax solo or if it had continued to be a guitar solo? That is a great question. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the, the sax solo makes the song. Um, it's, I, I timed it once and I think it's about eight minutes long. So an eight minute sax solo, that's difficult for any, any sax player just to get through, you know, breathing wise. And so I think people wait, you know, they wait to hear the sax solo when Clarence was still with us. Um, you know, we, when he was starting to get, uh, sick, we, we cheered him on when he got, when he got through it. Okay. And when Jake joined the band and, and they started playing the song again, people really cheered on Jake to, to learn the solo. And now a lot of people, Loved Jake's version almost as much as they loved uh, Clarence's version. Yes, I have a confession. Okay, I, I am not a big Jungle Land fan. Oh, and, really? Yes, and um, and I I love the solo. Uh, you know, I I love the music, and I was actually talking to my. Um, I have a good friend, Sam, who's a fellow Springsteen fan, and a couple weeks ago we were talking about that and how I always feel guilty that I don't love the song, that I that it isn't beloved. I've been, I think I've heard it a couple times live, and it wasn't mm-hmm. a sense of, oh, I can't believe I'm hearing this. And Sam brought up a good reason. He said that, and he was true, I am not, I came to Springsteen kind of late, uh, my obsession. Now, you know, like everyone else, I, you know, I bought Born in the USA, but I really became a fan of Bruce during the 2001, The Rising album. And that is, was the first album I listened to over and over and over again. And in 2002, The Rising tour was my first tour. So I tend to have a lot of emotional attachment to everything after that because they were new to me and then new to the album. So there are songs that I love. When you go back to his early career, I am not a big fan of the story songs of and a lot of imagery. Um, You know, the first two albums, while I recognize their genius, they are not... If I hear, you know, um, you know, the E Street Shuffle or, you know, or some of these others, I don't get this sense of, oh, I can't believe I'm hearing this. I don't. So he said it makes perfect sense that this whole story of the rat and the fight and everything, you know, you (laughs) aren't engaged with that. You know, and I guess it's because, you know, I was 
I grew up on Harry Chapin story songs, so I tend to want him to be sure. a little more literal than Bruce's. Um, so yeah, um, I know exactly what you mean. So that's why I think this is interesting because of that feeling. Now I realize I am in the major minority, and I'm hoping that our listeners are not turning off their podcast players going, oh, Jesse, I'm never listening to you again. I can't believe you feel that way. Um, because, no, you know, I, I get I that. I think so. I think the Jungle Land is a, it's an interesting song. Um, I think it's one of the early, you know, it's one of the songs from early in, um, I guess you could call it early in Bruce's career where, um, there are a lot of changes in it musically. Um, it, you know, it starts off with just the piano and, uh, and Bruce singing and then it, then it really rocks. And then, then there's the, uh, then there's the saxophone solo and then it really slows down and sort of becomes a, a ballad. And, and then it ends of course with the, what, wailing that sort of uh, I think Bruce described it as the uh, knife in the back wailing that he does at the at the end of Jungle Land but it's there are so many it's almost like a roller coaster ride there are so many different changes but I can I can understand why you wouldn't like that and uh, because it's different from a lot of his uh, more contemporary songs and Back, I think Backstreets is a more traditional song where it's a, a, a sort of a steady musical pace all the way through.
except for I have to put, you know, an asterisk in because in in the seventies, you know, especially on the Darkness on the Edge of Town tour, he did that monologue in the middle of it, which people loved. Do you know what I'm talking about? The um the whole monologue about the sad eyes monologue. No, share with me, please. Well, in in on the Darkness tour, um, he did a monologue that sort of comes in near the end of Backstreets, uh, right before the very end. And if you listen to uh, Off the River, if you listen to Drive All Night, it's very that song was sort of uh, part of the monologue, Drive All Night. Mm-hmm. And he talked about um, in, in 1978 and 79, he would talk about how um, he had a relationship with a woman and that relationship went uh, down down the drain. You know, it didn't work out and he felt very betrayed by it. And it was kind of, it was almost like method acting. My, a friend of mine, Jim, uh, my my buddy who first um you know we used to really uh, have long discussions about about um, Bruce Springsteen in college he said that Bruce would have been a great method actor like Robert De Niro or or Al Pacino or or some of the other method actors so um oh where was i going i, I just lost my train of thought but um well while you're thinking uh, i i will agree he's a great method actor i also think at his heart, he is a um, African American Southern preacher. I think he is an evangelist yeah. in his heart too. When he starts talking about, you know, uh, you know, especially when he's doing the band introductions, and I always think of that live in New York when he talks about. You know, you need a band, and you know, we're we're gonna be baptized in the yeah. waters resuscitate you yes. rejuvenate you <laughs> yes so i totally agree with that um so he would do this uh story in the middle of the song each time right yeah right it was a kind of, kind of a monologue and he stopped doing it and uh, i don't think he did it on the river tour maybe he he did i can't quite remember off the top of my head but after um you know, after Nebraska, he didn't do it at all on the Born in the USA tour. And I swear to you, Jesse, that every show that I've been to since the Born in the USA tour, I have wanted so badly for him to do that monologue, even up to the last tour, the you know, the River um, sure. Revisited tour, River Part 2 or River the River 2016 and 2017 sometimes he would stop right at right at that spot where he would go into the monologue and and some nights he would um do a little bit of a, a dream baby dream um talking sort of singing talking thing at the same time and i would think that he was going to do the whole monologue but he w- he wouldn't do it because that monologue oftentimes lasted, you know, four or five minutes, maybe six minutes. And it built and built and built and built until he was screaming at the top of his lungs. And um, and it was very dramatic. It was very, very dramatic. So that's, you know, 
um, that's that really uh, if I could go back in time and, and hear that monologue just one more time I would love to do that okay that's it that's interesting um, for yeah. the numbers um, according to Bruce Bass um, Backstreet has been played 493 times live and Jungle Land 625 times now, once, oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, once Clarence died, for a long time, out of respect, and I think not trying to show Jake under the gun, right? Um, Jungle Land right. didn't get played, and, and it's still kind of a rarity. Um, so, yeah. um, but I think that's interesting. And, Go ahead, sir. Uh, and there are people, thank you, there are people who. There are some people who still say that they don't think that Bruce should play it anymore. Right. Um, I, I had I did a little uh, informal survey on Bruce book today, and a couple of people said, you know, they don't think it's respectful to Clarence for Bruce to play it. It's I mean I think they're in the vast minority, but yeah. there are still quite a few. Yeah, and I think that's a great segue. Um, uh, I thought it was wonderful. You threw on, you know, Bruce Book, and and you got tons of comments. So we want to kind of read a few. Um, Yeah. Paula McGlue said, Jungle Land, sax solo. And, And you asked the good way. You asked the good question. You know, go ahead and read if if you have it in front of you, what you the way you asked the question, not which was the better song, but you asked it a different way. Go ahead. Right, I said when when you're at a Springsteen show, would you rather hear um, Backstreets or Jungle Land, and why? That was how I phrased the question. Yeah, and I think that's a great question because you know, as those who listen to Bell and I's discussion, you know, we kind of talked not was the better song, but all the different reasons that come up with it. And so I think there's a lot of different reasons. So uh, go ahead and uh, read a couple more and we'll take turns sharing. Yeah, please. Okay. Anna Selden chimed in. She said, uh, Jungle Lands was her uh, choice. She said, hands down, the passion, the sax solo, the desperation, the love, trying to get away and that's that's part of jungle land is you know i guess the magic rat and the barefoot girl are trying to get away from everything and she says it's all there you know uh john okay. i i i do agree with that there is a longing when you hear jungle land and that feeling and once again a lot of it comes back to that sax solo and that sadness yeah. and this 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 desperation so very well uh tam and, go ahead and when you know when i talk about the song um really converting being my conversion song to a, a hardcore springsteen fan i think it's because i was trying to get away from uh the mentality that existed in my hometown i come from um uh, a small town about the size of Bruce's town, Freehold, um, a town called Weymouth, Massachusetts. I, um, I hope you don't get any, any mail about this, but, 
Weymouth was, was kind of a, a small minded town and, um, I didn't want, you know, I, I sort of wanted to escape that small mindedness. So I think, uh, because of that jungle and really resonated with me a great deal jesse yeah and i do think um there can be because you have in a personal like land of hope and dreams and better days are two songs that have such an emotional connection to me that you know they speak to my heart and and so if they were in a debate it would be hard for me not to pick that you know like if it was against any other song because that means so much to me i would feel that way so i get that uh tam kimler said backstreets now i've heard jungle and many times but backstreets not enough so i think that's another interesting thought of because i haven't i've heard jungle and i haven't heard backstreets you know tam saying give me backstreets yeah yeah and then, and then there's the aspect of, um, you know, the whole idea of, um, which is at the core of Backstreets. Um, uh, it's a song about friendship, right? Once yes. soft infested summer, right? Me and yeah. Terry became friends. And um, so, like, Carla Grant said Backstreets because forever friends are the best. And absolutely. And there's many mm-hmm. people that believe that listen to when they hear um, the Backstreet, um, you know, they see a same-sex uh, relationship. And so That's interesting, a, yeah. yeah. A yeah. lot of the um, LGBT community like this song because of the way he's written. And Bruce has never, you know, came out either way. And so I think that right. gives it another different – given diversity and another layer yeah. of something. Um, Gina Pizzi yeah, – I mean, yeah, go ahead. The, char- it, the character that he is talking about, Terry, is a, it's a, you know, a name that could be a, a man or a woman. Yes. And um, – you know, you find actually find this in a few uh, Springsteen songs. I was just thinking about this hard land where he talks about Frankie, and you don't yeah. really know whether or not that's a man or uh, or a um, or a woman. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if Bruce was tr- was deliberately trying to be uh, vague, or it just came out that way. You know, but it's interesting to think about. Absolutely. Uh, Gianna Pazzi says Backstreets because he doesn't do it that often. Um, the next one I I think is ab- one of my absolutely favorite comments. So go ahead and share what Doug shared with you. Doug Sutherland said this might be <laughs> – I love this answer. Doug said this might be the hardest question that has ever been asked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's I do like, too. Uh, it, it's it's harder than why are we here? And, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, what, you know, um, what's the meaning of life? Then he then he says no clue. That uh, he says jungle land in twenty minutes. I could change my mind, and it could be back streets. My brain hurts thinking about this one. Oh, yeah. I think I got. Yeah. a little bit of a headache. 
<laughs> I did. And then um, you replied, it's a tough call. And then he did give us an answer. So I'll let you read his other comment, too. Yeah, he said, lyrically, I might go with Backstreet's. Musically, it would be Jungle Land, but he wasn't really sure. So, um, so there's, yeah. there's another difference, I guess. Right. Um, Ryan Burns said Backstreet's because it's my favorite song. Sue X mm -hmm. said Jungle Land. Go ahead. With two exclamation points. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Dina Sloan... Uh, I'm gonna butcher her last name, Patochar. Yeah, I Venus think so. Patochar. Um, she chose Backstreets. She said, "Absolutely love this song. Just makes you feel like when you're young, you feel like you're never gonna get old until you do. Hard to explain the feeling I get listening to the song. It brings tears to my eyes." Um, That's really nice. Family, Go yeah, ahead. It, it is. I mean, I love when people talk about, um, you know, how emotional they get at concerts and when they listen to certain songs, because that's really when you're when a song is is when it's affecting you so much that you cry. That, that's the ultimate catharsis. Right. Absolutely. Um and Paula Finley Magnum agreed Backstreet's Forever for me. And Laura Calderon agreed with her. Yeah. So we got, I mean, I, I think we got about 50 answers and yeah. they're still coming in now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Karen Jones says, Jungle Land, it's my life right now. Plus, it's also my third favorite. And uh, yeah. um, go ahead and read the next one. We aren't going to read all of them, but I thought this one was pretty good. Okay. Um, let's see, where are we? We are at um, Joanne Kelly's Very Tough Call. Love both of them. Sax Solo and Jungle End is amazing, but also love the late 70s version that I was just talking about, yeah. Backstreets with the interlude of Drive All Night. Um, yeah. Uh, then a lot of people said, you know, uh, both. Yes. I can't decide, you know, yeah. I want both of them. Yeah, and Terry uh, Tingle Darby says, as much as I love Jake, yeah. I find it saddens me to hear anyone play Jungle Land but Clarence. Um, uh, and, and I thought you had mentioned that, people saying that, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, it's, I, I'm trying to think if I've, if I've heard Jake play Jungle Land, and I don't think I have, I don't think I've been at a concert where Jake has played Jungle Land. I've definitely heard it a lot and seen videos, but I, I'm not sure I've been at a show. Um, I think that he has mastered it. Um, but as I tell my fiance Janet all the time, uh, Jesse, nobody is ever going to play Jungle Land like the big man. Yes. It's just never going to happen. Because the big man, and I think it's because he was so big. I mean, his lungs were just so big that he could, he, he could, um, he could carry it for eight minutes. Yes. And he, so I don't know. I, I think, but I think Jake comes very, very close. I think he's, he's in such a short time too. 
Yeah, and there are, I, I think, uh, 50 or so um, comments, so we cannot read them all. Um, but I did want to, I'm jumping down a little bit. Uh, Donna okay. uh, Yuri Douglas D Dugas said, my Backstreet's memory in 2009, I let my then 18-year-old son play hooky, and we took a road trip to Albany to see Bruce. I grew up in Del Mar, suburb of Albany. We could see the skyline from my house, but no longer have family there. So I gave Jeff a little tour, and we talked about how Del Mar was so un-Backstreet-liked, but at age 16, that song memorized, uh, mesmerized me. Mesmerized. We had yeah. a wonderful philosophy discourse in the power of music. Then we made the pit, two back from the stage, Bruce did Backstreets, and suddenly I heard a voice behind me singing the lyrics, and yes, that was my handsome boy, Mom Love. Yeah, I melted when I when I read that. That was uh, that was really something. Um, uh, some people were just you know definite about it. Roger Englund said the answer is obviously Backstreets. He didn't have any question in his mind, and. Um, uh, Charlie Guido said, what's this Sophie's choice? <laughs> <laughs> and that is, you know, that is exactly what I thought this would make fun episodes discussion. And we hope the listeners agree because we are doing Sophie's choice. Um, Mike Clark has the same thought. Please, please don't make me pick. As I scroll through the comments, I flip flop back and forth. Sorry. I just can't do it. Both are stunning yeah. in their own way. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, I think the ideal would be um, to hear both, but I think it's, that was kind of a, rare, a rarity. I think uh, on on the last few tours, he's either done one or the other or neither. Right. You know, some nights you wouldn't get either one of them. Uh, yeah. Or he might play Light of Day or Kitty's Back or something like that instead. Um, but... You know, Jesse, at the end of the day, I have to go with Jungle Land. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand why. Um, because the because of how much it means to you personally, right? Um, it is yeah, something, yeah. you know, it has a personal um, meaning to you. And you said um, it's... It is your song that brought you to, um, you know, him. And so, of course, that's yeah. going to have special meaning to you. Um, I was checking really quick. So oh, Rolling Stone expert gave Jungle Land number 13, and they gave okay. Backstreet's number 6. Oh, they would pick that, which is very interesting. Um, you yeah. know. But I think you're right. I think it does come down to what – you know, and all music really, Jesse, comes down to what it means to you personally, and what memories you uh, you associate with it, and 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 how it transformed you in any way. Um, and and I think that's why you were saying that um, you know maybe neither of these songs are are would be in your top. Let's say if you had to make a list today, right. would be in your top ten. Yeah. Um, you know, because of your sort of history with with Bruce. Yes. Um, 
but it's I think it's just amazing the fact that these both of these songs are on one album and that's the greatest album that Bruce Springsteen or maybe anyone has ever made uh, Born to Run. It is amazing because you think about it, um, you know, we're going to have a Born to Run Thunder Road discussion. We're going to have this one, you know, that's four songs out of the album, uh, you know, that you can, you're arguing are just songs that are people love and they're impassioned about and they care about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So your choice is Jungle Land. Go ahead. I was going to say it's fascinating that, um, it's fascinating that, uh, on Born to Run, there weren't that many outtakes. Yes, it was. It was like Bruce knew uh, at that point. I think he, I think he knew that he had to make a great album, and I think he knew that he had to. Uh, all of the songs had to be spectacular, and they all are really. I mean, there's not one. You know, there's not one song that you could say is. Um, uh, you know, a little bit weak on that. Every every single song has different uh, a different reason why it's magnificent. Absolutely, and you've went with Jungle Land. I think I'm going to agree because of the emotions. Now, there is something beautiful about hearing the him repeating on the back streets at the end that you know when he's especially he's doing it live and just that repetition and that you know it's almost the a mantra yeah but you uh, know when i yeah go ahead when i first heard when i first heard bone or run and i was amazed at the number of times he says or he repeats on the back streets i yeah you know i had i don't think i had ever heard that in another song by anyone Yes. Um, and that's part of the power of the song. Um, but, um, but you know, the, just the, the journey that you go, that he takes you on in Jungle Land, it, I think it is just, just edges up Backstreet's a little bit. And I agree and with I, you. I, I think because of the emotion in the song and the, the, iconic sax solo and um yes. you know i i have two cliche questions that i can't stop myself from doing john when i hear someone okay. with a british accent i ask if they're a fan of doctor who <laughs> if they and and if someone says they're from jersey i ask are you a springsteen fan and I was in a meeting with a customer at my a job, probably this was six or seven years ago, and it was not okay. going well. The guy was really oh. grumpy, and he didn't seem happy about anything we were doing. And um, you could tell he just didn't want to be there, and there was uncomfortableness. And I saw he was from Jersey, and I told myself – don't do it, Jesse. Don't do it. <laughs> but I had to. I had to say, so, I noticed you're from New Jersey. Yes, I am. I said, so, I'm sorry to ask the cliche, 
but are you a Bruce Springsteen fan? And he smiled for the first time in the meeting, and he said, the Jungle Land sax solo is my ringtone. <laughs> and I said, cool. So, <laughs> you know. I would love to get that ringtone. Yeah, I, I thought have so. had that made special because it's not available on no. iTunes. Yes, that would be awesome. But anyway, I just couldn't resist. I just thought that was great. Um, so, listeners, tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. There's many ways to reach us. You can send an email to setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We have at setlustingbruce on Twitter. You can send that. There is a setlustingbruce Facebook page where you can reach out to me. Um, and we do have a phone number. Uh, that will go to Skype and it will leave a voicemail, 214-736-3121. John, if someone wants to reach you, um, I assume Bruce Book is the best way? Yes, Bruce Book. My email is brucebook2017 at AOL.com. And on on Twitter, I'm at, uh, at JJK007. Awesome. Um, so John, this was so much fun and yeah, thank you. Well, and, and to pull the curtain back a little bit, I had posted on Facebook, like saying, Hey, I've got some free time. If anyone wants to join me on an episode tonight, uh, let me know. And, um, John's like, Hey, I'll, I'll be do it. So I appreciate that for the last minute. That's a blast. Um, I, oh, I have no friends, Jesse. So, you know. <laughs> I know that is not true. Um, I do want to urge everyone, if you are going to be in the area, of, uh, or even if you want, go and support the um, convention coming up. It is going to be a blast. It will be where all the kill cool kids are going to be. My, uh, yeah. my lovely bride and I are making every effort to go so we can do some live um set lusting bruce episodes and get to see and meet everyone um and That'll the music great. is going to be uh, amazing it is just going to be wonderful so yeah i i hope that you can make it it won't be the same without you jesse oh that is so nice of um for you to say and i that means a lot to me um so sure. yeah um so we're going to end with um yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the maximum lawman run down flamingo chasing the rat and the barefoot girl and the kids round there live just like shadows, always quiet, holding hands from churches to the jail. Tonight, all is silence in the world as we take our stand down in jungle land. Thank you, listeners. Amen. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you soon.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 